What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. What's up, guys? I didn't know it was my time to shine. <laughs> I didn't know that was what I was doing. Okay. This is how up? every day goes. What's up, everybody? All you cool cats and kittens. I need like a tagline or something. That's your tagline. We've already discussed this. That was the first one you ever used. I know, but I mean, that's Carol Baskin. I don't need nobody thinking I'm Carol Baskin. Killed her husband. How's everybody doing today on this lovely Tuesday evening? Guys, we have an announcement. I can't even get no fucking words out without Stevie being like, "Ah!" we're really excited. Go ahead. What's our announcement? What's your announcement? I don't know. What's the announcement? I mean, we got like 8,000 things that we got coming up. So, I mean, that's true. We have like, we have like a million and one things going on. We're feeling something that didn't need to be announced. So, how about you take it? Sunday, PJ party. We're going live for an episode of Bookshelf Boyfriends. That's gonna be a literal dumpster fire of excitement. Um, if anybody's wondering who we're going live with, just go look at the last two episodes with Casey Haken and April Campion. It's gonna be a blast. From a, we're gonna be playing some games. We're gonna be drinking. We're gonna be in our PJs. There may or may not be a fort being built. <laughs> But, I now uh, have a reason to wear my owl onesie. You guys will just have to watch in order to see everything that's going to go down. So, But also, if you have questions, submit them to our Instagram. I put a thing up for it. Yeah, before that, we do it so that we can, you know, ask them questions that you guys want to hear, you know? I okay. mean, you can ask us questions, too. We'll answer just about anything. They don't have to be about books. You can just ask us anything. I'm an open, but literally, I'm an open book. You ask and you shall receive. I already told April. Actually, I told Casey. I said we're putting you in the hot seat, and she goes, "I'm ready." Oh God, dude, Casey <laughs> just be spilling tea left and right about herself. I'm a little afraid what's gonna come out of her mouth live. I know. I'm excited though. Me I'm too. Excited. Because if you haven't already read, watched those episodes, make sure you guys go back and listen to those. They were super funny. We got all the details on Casey. We got all the details on April. It was just a really good time. And you guys can get a little bit of backstory if you've never read them. Go read their books before maybe Sunday. It'll be fun. But uh, Stevie, what's going on in the book world? That's my tagline. Stevie, what's going on in the book, in the book world? I have to talk about a book. Okay. <laughs> because MJ got a text message from me the other night. At like one o'clock in the morning while I was reading Sarah Nay's book <laughs> because I was laughing so hard. Guys, I was laughing to the point where I had tears coming out of my eyeballs. Sarah Nay's the MVP with that man. She is the best. She is the queen of rom-com. Like <laughs> there is nobody else going to judge hard luck. I'm pretty sure it's Sarah Nye. How is it Nye? It's Nay. I, I've been saying Nay, but I'm pretty sure it's Sarah Nye. Uh, well, we're eventually going to have her on to ask her this question because so, I'm not going to give up hope. This time, just been calling her Nay, like a horse, you know? I <laughs> feel so bad. That's because it's spelled like that. I think it's Nye. I think, because everybody else calls it Nye. So, I think it's, it's, I think it's Nye. All right, Sarah, if you're listening to us discuss hard luck, then you need to tell us how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> I feel like I've been saying it. I'd be, I'd be dropping your recommendations all the time, but I'm pretty sure I'm saying your name wrong. So if I am, I apologize. It's fine. Whatever. We, we pronounce everybody's name wrong. I also have on sunglasses at 8.24 p.m. in the house. I feel like Emerson right now. Just rocking the shades. Rocking the shades. Um, I also read um, Lisa Suzanne, who's personally trying to kill me. If you ask her this morning, I was dead from her book. 
Her book left me with a book hangover again. That happens. Um, there's a few more weeks until the release of Saffron Kent's cover reveal of a gorgeous villain. And, and I'm sure it's going to be gorgeous. And it's gonna, of course, it's gonna be gorgeous. Saffron, they're all gorgeous. I'm excited to see it. You guys should be excited to see it. Oh my god, the teaser she's dropping for Reed and Callie. I am lit. I am literally on the edge of my seat thinking about it. And so make sure you guys go pre-order that. It's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be a blast. What else is going on? I'm writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever else she doesn't know. I mean, like, when are you not writing a book? Right. I'm in the middle. I'm in the trenches, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in the trenches of um, what else? writing a book right now. Quinn and Rhett. Um, they're like all consuming. And I'm just, I guess I'm, ex- I'm excited and I'm nervous. I'm more excited than I am nervous. Because um, there are a lot. I just had to burp. They're a lot different than the Fury. Like, they're so different. Like, Rhett is nothing like the regular heroes, and Quinn is completely opposite of all the girls. And it was just, it's kind of like just me dancing in the rain. Like, this is what this book is, is me dancing in the rain. And then um, the cover reveal comes out soon. I'm super excited about that. I cannot wait for you guys to do that. I'm still not signed up yet. My website is up. Uh, you guys can order paperbacks, sign paperbacks there. Uh, oh, and I finalized the series that I'm doing next, and I've been working on the covers, and you guys are not ready for what is about to come in 2021 from Monty J. It's exciting. Also, it's edgy. We also announced um, some news over, I guess, last week. I don't know what day it is anymore. Um over the weekend that Gianna Darling is going to be on the podcast and I am uber excited because I'm literally I have a girl crush on her I have a girl crush I love love her she's such a doll she's so sweet such a kind human she reminds me a lot of Candy Steiner in like the way that she's very humble and very nice and so I mean I'm like over the moon to talk to her because listen I need deets about what's going on with the fallen men after like this next book because I read because Dead Men Walking was the last one that just released and I need to like is Dane and Bat or Dane and Bat gonna get together like are we gonna get like an MM like because I'm here for it I'm girl please please so I need to know I got questions um but yeah so that's about it for me for the book world stuff but we're super excited for the guests that we have tonight Stevie is over the moon excited. I feel like when I say Stevie's over the moon excited, people think that I'm not excited about it. And I am excited about it. It's just Stevie has read a lot more romance than I have. I'm like inner fangirling. Though, okay, listen, if y'all refer back to the Candy Steiner episode, and that's this is how, how I'm acting. acting. <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly how I'm acting right now. <laughs> I still sweat thinking about talking to Candy Steiner on on a podcast it literally makes me so nervous look i've had butterflies in my stomach all day and i'm like mm-hmm. like it's the time to ask her all these questions because i have so many yeah because like i said stevie's read a lot more romance than i have you know which i mean sucks and i try to read as much as i can but this chick's be like busting out books well that's because i'm a blogger too though i know but so my job literally is me reading books. my thing is is when I'm not writing though it's like I don't want to read romance sometimes like I want to just I want to read like something scary and so like when I don't I don't have long breaks in between writing I don't get to read as many you know and like you know I gotta make room for Saffron and Gianna so I mean if they be dropping a book that like takes up my entire freaking day 
I'm gonna drop a um drop a hint of who this one is right now, but I'm telling you, you got to read Merciless. I will. It's a series. Oh. It is a series. But I'm obsessed. I'm excited. But um, so I guess we're just going to I'm gonna go ahead and read the intro for who we have coming on. Super exciting. Let me just bop on over to Amazon and grab her good her, her intro because I don't <laughs> I did a horrible job of copy pasting it this week, guys. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Stall them, stall them, stall them. Okay, so let's talk. What else is coming out this week? Crazy Hearts by Amber Kelly's coming out. Um I don't know what the hell that was. All right, I got it here. <clears throat> So we have the person that we have that we're about to talk to, the guest on our special podcast, is I'm here. Willow Winters is so happy to be a USA Today, Wall Street Journal, and number one contemporary best-selling romance author, author Small Flex. She likes her action hot and her bad boys hotter. She certainly doesn't hold back on either one in her writing. So Willow Winters, cats out the bag. Let's go. Let's chat. Get all the answers. We are so excited to welcome Miss Willow Winters. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Um, it is about like, what is it? Like 9 p.m. here? What time is it? Is it 9 p.m. there for you? It is. Yep. Yes. So how is the new, like having a newborn? What is the life like? Are you enjoying it's, it? It's tiring. <laughs> yeah, it's very tiring, but it's absolutely wonderful. He is like the most chill baby. And uh, my son and my daughter, Jackson, Evie, they love him. My daughter loves him just a little bit too much. She thinks that she's a mama. Um, like she has to give him things and I have to tell her like, no, not that. Like he could eat that and die. Like, please don't. Oh <laughs> um, Talking Instagram all the time. You're like super mom. You'd be like signing books and writing books and he's just chilling. He chill. like assaulted me. I don't know if you can see. He assaulted me. <laughs> he was he like, assaulted get me out of here. Get me out of here. And then immediately went to sleep. Um, but he loves, he really likes being on me, but I have zero yeah. upper body strength at all. So <laughs> it is carrier all the time, every time. And, and he's fine. Just like earlier, like he was literally just laying on me. He will sleep. He will eat. He will be happy as long as he's on me. If it's anybody else. He, yeah, he, so I love it. <laughs> My husband, <knows> so <laughs> much. I love it, yeah. but I'm so glad. Congratulations on the new baby. Thank you. Um, so yeah, we're super excited to get into some questions for you. We're going to start out with some journal questions about your books and I'm going to let Stevie take the first one and then we'll just kind of teeter totter back and forth. Perfect. Especially because it's tequila rose and Listen, this I just is not over you. yet. Yeah. I just want to <laughs> let you know that Stevie is so excited. <laughs> Like, okay, I'm excited too, obviously, yeah. but my inner fangirl, yeah, she's been coming out a little bit. She's been freaking <laughs> out the whole time <laughs> we got here. She was like, Oh my gosh, freaking out. All right, go. The blogger side of me is excited. Yeah. Um, so Tequila Rose was released on February 23rd. This story is Magnolia and Brody. I love those names. We yes, love I love those names. Thank Who inspired you. this couple or inspired the couple's story? So, um, not any person or anything in particular. Um, and it was actually, it came like years ago. You know, the hard to love song? The hard My Lee Rice? 
Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was my ex-boyfriend's theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that song. And I was just um, at my friend's house. She lives like four houses down Mm -hmm. and our other friend was over and the song was just playing and I just, my head was just going and it just came to me. And I think another one of your questions is about Robert Mm -hmm. and uh, other character. He wasn't added in. He was always a part of the story because I can't just have, you know, small town <laughs> gossiping secret like I need more like let's make it even more complicated let's make it oh, yeah really add that conflict in mm-hmm. um because I like it being hard like I like you to be like crap how is this actually going to work out and like really put a reader through it um so, so yeah I, I that's it makes you want to keep going right like and mm-hmm. and I needed that extra oomph so I didn't even realize that re- <laughs> so I wrote this throughout 2020 in my newsletter Mm-hmm. kept me going chapter by chapter and I didn't realize that Robert doesn't even have a POV yet <laughs> I did not realize that because in my head he's got it the whole time right I just have yeah. to put in the chapters where it makes sense and um Vicky was putting together like the character sheet and she had him as a side character and I was like that's weird like she's already just decided that it's Brody <laughs> <laughs> Like he's already just winning. Okay. Yes, exactly. But that opening scene, like with um, with her greeting Robert because Robert comes to the door and her like helping him with his tie, like it's a very important um, like it's it's very important to not just the plot but also who she is and the overall message about you know old love versus new love and yeah. letting go versus being afraid of what could be stronger and then you have to add in the little girl and her like how she's been treated versus what she wants for her daughter and what hopefully the men also want for their potential daughter or a friend's yeah. daughter whatever yeah so um yeah so i i like it messy i like it oh, yeah. hard and yeah Those i don't know how exactly up. it came up but yeah those are the best books though, like 100%. So like you talking about that. So I know that the next book is called Auto Night Whiskey, which I love these fucking titles. Let's just start that Thank off. Thank you. Right? The titles are so, I'm a sucker for like a cool title. Like I love, like, I don't even know what the book's about. And I'm like, well, I like the title. So I'm probably going to read it. Um, I'm the same, especially with covers. If the cover oh, yeah. is like amazing, like I have to get it. Absolutely. Nope. I feel like it literally takes me like eight years. It feels like to come up with titles. Cause I'm like, I want it to be something cool, you know, like something interesting, but the title autumn night whiskey made me think of this song and it's called Hey Whiskey by a freaking band that I cannot remember. <laughs> and I think that, and I literally, hold on. I got on my Spotify playlist right now. I'll pull it right up. But yeah. I think that it would be something that would fit like the love, tri- like the vibe it's, it's called Smithfield. Hey Whiskey by Smithfield. And I think it would fit the vibe for like this book. Okay. And then secondly, a uh, question that's not on here, but since it's a love triangle book, do you think that you can love two people at the same time? Absolutely. Like 1 million percent. I think that love is what, one of the things that I actually wrote in this book is that love is different. Um, but like the tequila rose, it's obviously Brody. Autumn night whiskey, it comes from like being on the porch, you know, with him growing yeah. up basically with Robert, not Brody. Oh Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I like whiskey, so let's. Yeah, exactly. So two different vibes, two different yeah. type of vibes. There, you got your tequila rose in the bar, autumn night whiskey on the back porch, growing up. So um, I think it's a million percent. Like you can absolutely have love for somebody while also being in love with somebody else, and then that transition also, and when to let go of things, and 
what's best for you, like star-crossed lovers. I fully mm-hmm. believe in star-crossed lovers. We oh, yeah. Exactly. And with everything. Yeah. And it's just not, it's just not meant for this life. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I definitely, I'm all about that. Like show me love in different ways and how to move through love and with and see, love. This is why she writes that. That's why love triangles work for this woman because she understands it. <laughs> I, I, I love like any type of um, like, I guess like pushing a moral compass, I guess you would say. So like love triangles or like, you know, an affair or something of that nature. And I know that some readers, it's not everybody's jam and that's totally okay, but it's my jam. It's my jam. Um, I'm definitely about to push the envelope and I made Sophie real nervous. I don't know if you guys know Sophie, she's my rock, but I made her real nervous because, you know, there's that rule where the heroine is only with the hero, hero is only with the heroine. Yeah. We have two men here and I feel like she was telling me she just needed a little bit, like she's, it's happening okay like she's got to oh. be with both of them in autumn night whiskey yes and it's happening <laughs> i know i guess this is a spoiler <laughs> but um but it, it had it serves a purpose and it's it's needed so i like pushing that envelope and i have a feeling safety gang isn't gonna like me um okay. but it'll be all right it's gonna be yeah. fine it's gonna yeah. be fine i'm here for it i support 100 <laughs> I, 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 i'm here for it thank so, you speaking of autumn night whiskey other than the fact that we're pushing the envelope in that aspect that aspect what else can readers expect from you know the conclusion of this story and i don't want to say it's magnolia and brody's because you never know i mean you know, <laughs> <laughs> a huge curveball yeah definitely a huge it's um it's a lot of like just heartfelt moments that lead like that are very real um especially for moms Mm. and I would like I and this like raising a daughter in particular and falling in love versus realizing what is and isn't working for you and choosing yourself in that as well yeah um and respecting yourself through difficult decisions also I think that that's something that Magnolia struggles with a lot because she's been through a lot Mm -hmm. um and good girlfriends like a lot of this this whole world yeah I wanted really strong groups of women so the women empowering women which we need so much more of so much more of like that stresses me out so much (laughs) but like yeah no listen I can't read books with like good moms because like that shit makes me (laughs) well this one it opens up with her crying about being a bad mom so (laughs) So I feel like in situations like this and I think that is something that Magnolia struggles with is that like forgiving yourself for hard decisions that you have to make, especially in something like of a love triangle, you know, because you're going to, one of them, unless you're going to do a thruple, which is fine. But I, um, <laughs> you know, you, yeah. I was thinking about doing like for fans who want like fan fiction, of making it a thruple in my newsletter, like after the fact. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> my head's it. going all sorts, like I could see it going all sorts of ways. It is, it's almost finished completely. And there is a, there is a, I don't want to say winner, but, um, you know, there is somebody who she, a single man who she ends up with. Yeah. Um, but I thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) it. But I think that forgiving, you know, herself in that process is going to be difficult because I feel like, um, I mean, I'm sure men struggle with it too, but especially like women, I know that if you're put in like a hard position, like that's hard for us, like we're hard on ourselves. Like we like are really, tough on forgiving ourselves for making hard decisions and like hurting other people but sometimes you know it's necessary to like hurt other people on accident like not on purpose but accidentally Mm -hmm. in order to help yourself grow and I know that sounds shitty 
but it's the truth. It is. It's the truth. A million percent, a million percent. It's the truth. And that's exactly one of the things during the dark moment of the book is what she struggles with is, you know, this is going to hurt one person. There's no way to get out of this without yeah. people being upset, uh, but her part. having to, yeah. That's the best part. Yeah. All right. Take the next question, honey. I'm excited <laughs> to ask about this because I, I just told MJ she needs to read Merciless. Yes. I like Dark Moment. And this is one of my favorite series. Thank like, you. Like, hands down. I will always reread this series. So, I want to know who inspired it. So, I have two parts to this. Mm-hmm. And did you ever think that this series would explode the way it did? So, there's no one person or one event that inspired, um, like, any of my books, actually. Although, I was watching the modern version of Beauty and the Beast, yes um and yeah (laughs) yeah I was watching that with my daughter and it was playing on the tv and he said you you can't stay in there or what did he hold on wait I have to figure out you can stay in there forever when he shuts the door when she doesn't want to come to dinner or whatever I had just written the chapter at the end of um heartless Mm -hmm. or is it the end of merciless or the end of heartless excuse me mommy brain when she's in the box and he says you can't stay in there forever and I realized in that moment I was like oh there are a lot of Beauty and the Beast vibes in this book (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, but it's kind of like the real like a real beast like a very like I I like it to be very relatable but also at a distance like this is never going to happen to me but I get that this is happening so because it makes it I think easier to read Um, but he's definitely I wanted him to be a real beast. And the book is very polarizing. And I remember reviews saying, I thought she was gonna end up being with Jace because instead of Carter, the main character, because Carter is so harsh and he's so like, he is an absolute beast in the beginning. Yes. And I was like, I'm gonna be true to nature. Like if we have beauty and the beast, she is put in a cell in the beginning. Like this is not Disney. This is women (laughs) reading this. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a blip and the, and a cartoon, but it is not a blip in real life. And I wanted to, to see and feel and know what it would be like to yeah. really be in that position and do it justice. And I really let it breathe. Um, and I think that that makes it very polarizing, but a polarizing book is one that, you know, a lot of people will love. Mm-hmm. So that's what I went with what I was loving about it. Well, it blew up too. So yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think one day, like I would really love it to be a TV show or a movie. And if it doesn't get picked up by somebody, I'm just going to do it myself. That's, that's what I keep it. saying. I mean, I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I mean, I, I like dark romance because it's like, I start reading them and I'm like, like, okay. So like most, there were some dark romances that have like, you know, five, you know, guys and then they each have their own book. Right. And it's like, which one is the most damaged because that's yeah. the one I'm going to like. Yeah. <laughs> so if you just point me in the direction of who's the biggest asshole, that's, that's mm-hmm. the book that's going to be my favorite. We need to get that out the way. <laughs> I love a damaged hero. He, oh, yeah. Like a damaged hero. It's my favorite trope of, of every trope. I actually just did a TikTok where I said the the damaged hero is my, like, it's what I write and everything, even in contemporary. Oh like, yeah. I write damaged heroes. So it's the best. There is nothing. And it's like the hate, he hates everybody in the world, except for her trope. That is like my, I, well, so, Car- I, so I, Carter, there's a scene in Merciless um, where he's talking about like, if, if you were listening to a bird and you ended up falling into a well and all you could hear is this bird singing while you're trapped in this well, 
Um, like I was actually on a, on a walk and I fell in a little hole <laughs> down to the lake house when I thought this up, but I was like, like, if you're trapped and you're like, all you can hear is this bird and everything horrible is happening to you. And you think that you're going to die. And then it gets to the point where you actually wish you had died and mm-hmm. then you get out and you get your hands on this bird. Like, even though you might think that's the most beautiful bird and that the song kept you going, there's yeah. a part of you that hates that bird. Because oh yeah. It happened because of you and because it was able to sing while you were in your misery. So there's a lot of hate. Yeah. I, I mean, I wrote it better <laughs> than I, I just said it. No, that stuff is so good. I love, oh my God, I love him already. Let me just. Yeah. So a lot of him, he, he has a soft spot for her, but the readers also don't know it in the beginning. You don't know yeah. everything that happened. I don't think he tells it until breathless what actually happened, which that's is book three. So um, yeah, there's a lot to unfold and develop and uncover. So yeah, I hope that you love it if you read it. I'm going to. I'm going to. Just got to, you know, get time. I, I, I know. I hear you. <laughs> she's currently writing a new a new book. So she's. Yeah. And I want to literally die. That's why I forgot to <laughs> eat. Anyways. So when you started, you know, did you ever, like, when you started, did you ever think that you would, like, build this empire? Because, like, not only are you a best-selling author, you have a book lover box, your top-shelf romance, you also founded a charity, like, did you ever think that it was going to be what it is now? No, never. I mean, I didn't even think, when I started this, I didn't even think it would be, like, like, I, I'm the only income of our household. My husband is now my partner who does administration work. You know, I was doing this so that I could get Dunkin' Donuts guilt-free. <laughs> like we were so broke. And I loved going to the park and swinging by and picking up a coffee and hash browns for my son. At yeah. the time he was eating hash browns and I had my little girl. And I was like, like I was like, I just need to do something to make my own money so that I can spend it without you know, looking at the bank account, asking my husband if if, you know, if I go every day this week, is that okay? Or whatever. Yeah. Um, so the idea of actually building an empire, no, no, not anywhere <laughs> on my radar. I just, I, it comes, the idea comes up and I make it happen. And um, when I get the idea, I immediately put it into action. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a big difference with a lot of other people is a lot of people like to sit on it or wait for the right time. Mm-hmm. And I am very much a hot air balloon. And I'm like, just <laughs> let me go and let me go. And my husband is my anchor. So <laughs> thank God for him or else I would be like off the walls all the time. So yeah, I but I love that. it. And I actually have an app coming out too. I'm like super excited for Holy that. It's really fun. Yeah. It's like an actual game. Like a, like it's a, you'll see. It's yeah, I like I it. That ass feel like the most unaccomplished person in the world <laughs> in her presence right now. Excuse me. <laughs> oh no, that's like insane. And I like commend you for that. Like congratulations. And you're such a humble person for like everything that you've done. So well, I hope I always stay humble. I hope that I always like like I was just thinking today when I got Dunkin' Donuts, how like nice it is that we don't have that that pressure. Um, but something with 2020, uh, 2020 in general and the pandemic, it really hit hard how, how grateful I am, but also how sad I am. Like that I'm so limited in helping people. Mm-hmm. Like there's like, a, it's a powerless feeling and I don't like it. Like to, to have so many of my friends be furloughed or laid off and so yeah. many people get sick and there's nothing you can do. And that's why I started the live a thousand lives charity was just watching so many people um, who were alone 
and weren't able. My friend Lauren, again, down the street, her father was with her and he lost his mobility out of nowhere. Like, and I didn't realize how common that is and how alone people were in it. And he couldn't even use an iPad to read books. So yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't remember what your question was. <laughs> um, you, answered, you answered the first portion. But well, and now we're going to go into the next one. Is go yeah. ahead and continue on telling us about your charity. <laughs> uh, it, the, well, the charity, it's for um, low to no mobility individuals so that they can listen to books even when they lose their ability to. And there's a romance version and a classic version. And if you buy one of them, two of the classics are donated to facilities um, like retirement homes and uh, medical facilities to give their patients. Yeah. I've worked with old people. Okay. So listen, um, (laughs) before I was writing, I was like a CNA. So I worked with like the elderly and I worked on a dementia unit and I don't like, like hand clap for you because Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize that like when dementia, dementia is my biggest fear. It is, it is literally the thing that scares me the most in this world because it is the most alone sickness you will ever be in your life. And it's like, you could live years with dementia. You could live years with it, but you are so alone with Alzheimer's. Like you don't know anybody. And it's so sad. Like it is the worst thing in the world to watch daughters and husbands like come in and like see their moms and wives or fathers and brothers or whatever. And there's no recognition at all. And like, maybe one day they come in and they're like, oh yeah, you know, you know, my, my son looks just like you and they're not registering that it's like their son. And it's so sad, but when you read to them, they may not be able to remember, you know, like what you do tomorrow, but it's so like cognitively stimulating for them. So that's just like a huge thing. It's so exactly. Yeah. Books are so big and and music, anything like that, that stimulates their brain, it helps. And it's not like it's going to help them remember it because you can't reverse Alzheimer's but mm-hmm. it stimulates and helps them from being agitated so like that's congratulations for and they can that. live other lives like while they're mm-hmm. like I wish my grandfather um, passed at ALS the year before mm-hmm. and I didn't even think of that back then like it was just so difficult like I've I'd never seen somebody go through that and I really I struggled with how to help him in any way without being like completely destroyed like to watch my my he was a wonderful man um and then when Lauren's father he just slipped and fell on Thanksgiving and by Easter he had passed and he just very slowly and it was it was almost like he was going through the same exact thing as my grandfather and it wasn't ALS and I didn't realize how commonplace it was that as we get older the the mobility just simply isn't there yeah like and that's where I started thinking about it that can be like it for somebody that, you know, is like elderly. Like there were tons of people who lived on like the assisted living side. And like, cause there's like a, there's like an Alzheimer's unit. And then there's like an assisted living where they don't have dementia, but like one, like there was this one lady who literally just like fell and broke her leg and was there for the rest of like, she's going to be there for the rest of her life. And you know, it's sad. It's so sad how you can go from just doing like taking care of yourself and doing for yourself. And then, you break your leg and then you're in a, you're in an assisted living facility for the rest of your life because you can't do the things you used to do. So it's sad and it's good for them to be able to kind of. Exactly. That's, I felt so powerless and I was like, well, I can at least do this. Yeah. Like with everything else in the world catching fire, I can at least do this. Fire. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One thing after the other. So that's amazing. And like commend you on that. Like, 
Thank and you. I know that there are tons of families who probably can't tell you thank you, but they do thank you because it, it does mean a lot to them. Even though, you know, that they can't say it. <laughs> so what is next for you in 2021 book-wise? I have so many books. <laughs> it's not even so. I have like my four worlds right now, basically. I have the You Are My Reason world, Wounded Kiss, my merciless world. Mm-hmm. And then I have um, the Tequila Rose world. It's totally like four different vibes. And I'm feeling all of these books. I have other books that I want to write that don't fit in those worlds. And I don't <laughs> have the time. But I wish that I did. Like one's a fantasy. And like one day I am going to write this book. And it, like, I absolutely love it. It's like, a total setup in the, I know I'll tell you guys, (laughs) the setup is so good. And like, I play it like in my head every night when I go to bed and I love it. Love it. That, what have you got behind you? Everything. (laughs) She has a huge, (gasps) look what this laptop is backed up to ma'am. Right there. I swear, same person. <laughs> fantasy, like Sarah J. Mass fantasy. Is that where we're going? So I have not read these three yet. They're, I was told these were standalones. And then I was told, no, they're not standalones. So I have not read them and I bought You've them. You've not read The Horde of Thorn and Thorns and Roses? Not yet, no. Oh, but yeah. that's, I literally, they yeah. are my my most recent purchases from Amazon. And I know, I they're all over TikTok. And I was they talking to somebody you. and I had this, the Crescent City is yeah. what I bought. And she told me that it was a standalone. And then somebody else said, it's not a standalone. And the next book isn't done yet. Yeah. Yeah. So she totally uh, set me up. And I'm pretty sure it's because <laughs> I yeah, set her true. up with a single glance. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> so true. I think she was trying to like give me a taste of my own medicine. But then somebody else told me that the other three that I bought, that that is finished. Yeah. The, yes. So there's A Court of Thorns and Roses. And then there's the, thorn, the Throne of Glass series. And so the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Mass is completed, but it's not a standalone. You got to read the mothers in order. But the Court of Thorns and Roses series is, God, listen, I just need you to, I need you to repair yourself. Which one is the fairy porn? I'm, there's They're both fairy porn. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I first read A Court of Thorns and Roses and I just finished the newer one that came out, but, um, and then I read Throne of Glass, but Throne of Glass was what she wrote first. And that is like, that's my favorite. Like I recommend people start with that one because. No, I don't have that. Listen, they look like it. Hold up. Let me get it for you. (laughs) Next to that Stephen King novel collection she just got over there. Stephen King is my husband's favorite. Listen, he is my favorite. Okay. So this is like one. Oh, oh, I color coordinated them, coordinated them. So this is like two of them in the series and the other one's like, the other ones are somewhere. And that one's your favorite. These are my favorite series because of Rowan and for one, one man. And his name is Rowan Whitethorn and he has pine green eyes and he smells like winter and I'm in love with him. I'm in love with him. <laughs> he has wings and elf ears and I don't even care. I don't even care. I'm in love with him. And he's tattoo on his face, but it's fine. But yeah. You just need to prepare yourself for when you read A Court of Thorns and Roses because it is an emotion. Don't get attached to anybody, okay? When you read it, do not get attached. I'm not going to spoil it, but don't get attached to anybody until you meet Rise and then you can get attached. Okay. (laughs) Before that. Thank you for the heads up. I feel like like a lot of people have been like like preparing me for this. You need to prepare yourself. I'm excited. You need to prepare yourself because you're not ready because- 
and it's a lot like it's a lot to read that's the other thing as I was thinking is like she seemed to blow up and have all of this like back catalog Mm -hmm. of all of these stories that are related so I'm like it's like a binge read like a couple weeks of straight binge reading I will tell you that so you need to the beginning of not I think her writing's phenomenal like don't get me wrong and now that I've read the whole series it's necessary but she can get a little wordy and there is a lot of backstory so that's why these books are so long but once you get into like I would say midway through the first book that's when you're like hooked you're like oh my god I don't even care if these are like nine million pages long I'll read every single one of them (laughs) so I will say you're gonna have to yeah I had to power through the beginning of it but then once I got it I was like yep I'm in love you're in yeah I'm in love all right so moving on um <laughs> I just had like a little freak out however when we end this podcast I will come back to you because I want to know about this fantasy oh, yes I love fairy porn I love yeah. <laughs> I, love I haven't read fairy porn so I'm excited for fairy porn <laughs> there's this oh my god there's this man his name is as okay, I need to tell you about this one person there's this man his name is Azriel, and he is the love of my life he is the love of my life and it is his book it's rumored that his book is next. Like we talk about like his mate because they have mates in this thing is next, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like hyperventilating. And <laughs> it's like rumored that Az has like the biggest wingspan. <laughs> and like, it's not funny, but when you read it, you'll like understand what I'm talking about. Is it associated? Like is wingspan associated? It's his actual wingspan, but also associated with something else. Yeah, okay. Like, it's like a duo, but like, yeah. And it's like, he gives me heart palpitations. I love him. Anyways, okay, moving on. Writing questions. So when did you first realize that you wanted to be a writer? I'm sweating. Thank you. Take a to recover. <laughs> yeah, I think I didn't really realize until after I had written and started publishing. Like I, I kind of just wrote for myself because I had these babies at home Mm-hmm. They were napping. I'd read romance every single day. Like I was reading like a book a day when I was pregnant with my baby girl. I had her. I had all these stories in my head and I thought I was like, I'll just write them. And then I started publishing and I didn't, I really didn't think like I am a writer or I am like becoming an author at mm-hmm. all. It was more just like, I have these stories. Like, do, 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 do. <laughs> like, does anybody else like these stories? I like these stories. I also didn't know about Facebook and like, or Instagram or any other way where like authors communicated with readers. I was yeah. like all alone in my <laughs> fandoms. I also didn't like, realize that what I was reading was indie published mm-hmm. as opposed to traditional. I didn't know how to check that. Like I was so just like, oh, do, 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 do here's the mafia romance, like, like, <laughs> like oh, you know, here you go. <laughs> exactly. I was just doing it for myself. So once I started seeing like, like how I felt and that there were other people who loved it. And I kind of got a piece of myself back because I was, I quit to be a stay at home mom, which is like a very odd feeling because there's a lot of pride, but also like you lose yourself a little bit and people yeah. look at you differently. And I didn't like that. Um, I'm like a very one esophagus. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I guess once I was doing it, I realized I wanted to be it. It was like a dream that I, I didn't even know that I could dream of let alone actually that's the first that's a unique answer we haven't had an answer like that before so yeah, we haven't congratulations Yay. i like popping cherries 
So, do you have any like interesting quirks like when you write like you have to like eat Twizzlers or you like wear the same hoodie or some shit like that I do that I washed it washed it it's washed (laughs) but like uh yeah so I have to put on like if like I start a book wearing a hoodie I have to wear that hoodie every single time I write it's like slipping on it's conditioning yourself yeah you are in this mode my weird quirk is that I really love writing on airplanes I sit cross-legged in the seat with bags and I write on that little ass table with my, my laptop, literally. And I, I love to do it. Obviously I have not done that <laughs> in quite some time, uh, but like never, yeah, ever. it just, I, I just love doing it and I don't know why. Um, like I was going to a lot of signings back in like 2018, I think, mm-hmm. or 2019. I don't know when. And every time I got on a plane, I would just write, I was like, I'll just write a chapter on this flight or whatever. Yeah. And I, so now I, I, whenever I get on a plane, I'm like, what am I writing? Like, Literally, how many words am I going to get? I could never, my anxiety <laughs> would never. Cause like every little bump on a plane, I'm like, we're dying. We're dead. Yeah. <laughs> this one time I was writing, like I, I'm writing and I'm getting into it. My breathing apparently changes during certain things. <laughs> And my husband was next to me and he was like, could you stop? Like, <laughs> <apparently>. <laughs> so I'm not allowed oh, to write anymore on the plane. And usually I travel alone to these signings. So I don't know how many times I wrote a scene like that. And the person next to me was just very polite. <laughs> Did didn't say anything. anything. Oh my no, God. I have never had anybody say anything while I've done it. But when my husband was with me, yeah, he was like, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to stop. <laughs> imagine a hot guy. <laughs> imagine. Yeah, right? Imagine. Like Henry. Well, that's Mac- a good, that's a meet cute right yeah. there. Meet cute. I was about it to be like, that's a, like, she makes a weird noise. Like, I don't know if you've ever watched the movie, the switch up where he eats food and he like, like moans as he eats. It's like, he's, he, I don't know. He like makes love to his food. It's weird. He like moans as he eats and he eats like self-conscious. He doesn't know he does it. So that'd be good mute cue. And like, there's a hot guy, like a Henry Cavill kind of hot man. And like, yeah. you're like <laughs> moaning over here as you eat. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I think that was awesome. Okay. So, um, how do you handle negative feedback? I used to handle it really hard. Like, you know, in the beginning, that imposter syndrome, like, uh, you don't really feel like you're an actual author and you need to take criticism from everybody. And, um, like I like right now, got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember some of those, re- it does, it can linger and it can come back, but I promise you it will go away. Um, it absolutely will. But in the beginning, like it was, it was just very difficult. And I remember, do I like thinking, do I need to change my writing? Should I even be writing this? Which is like the worst thing in the world, like totally yeah. write for you and keep writing for you. But what I used to do for the negatives is I would go to my favorite books and I would read their one stars. And I would get so mad and so defensive because I love those books. Mm-hmm. And then I would remind myself, you love your books too. Yeah. So that's the way to treat that. And I, I got myself through a lot of the very like, like there are some harsh, <laughs> there are some harsh people out there. <laughs> I'm at people's throats, dog. Yeah. They don't, they don't yeah. care. And that's, that's fine. And mm-hmm. it's cool. And I would like to say that I've relatively got a tough skin because I was raised by a single dad. So it's like, it's not like I'm like, I read them and it's like, it pisses me off more than anything. Like, I, I'm not a crier. I'm more of like a, 
like a physical want to punch you in the throat <laughs> like kind of individual but it's almost like I it, like most of like bad I think the ones that bother me the most is like the ones where like they didn't get it and so I can't be like but this is this is but do you not this is why this is why you know and it's and it's gonna happen and I just kind of have to let it let it go the whole it's right for you and your tribe will like your tribe is what matters not the people that aren't in your tribe so because not every book is for every person and that's okay that's absolutely okay yes but you have your people so you keep writing for you because that's the voice that they want to hear not somebody else's there's some I remember telling some Willow Winters out here giving good advice people good advice (laughs) (laughs) we had an author one um who had reviews written on her one of her books that they did not like how many blonde characters that she wrote Yep. Completely trash this book over being blonde hair and brunettes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So people true. they will find anything, even if they're just in a bad like you never know what mood people are in. Mm-hmm. You never know, like I'm gonna have a trigger warning on my book. It's like please do not read this unless you're in a good mood. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless you are in a good headspace, please don't read this because my yeah. books are not exactly like fluff. Okay, they're not funny or nice all the time so if you're already in a bad mood don't read it please yeah. <laughs> i don't like the reviews where people pretend like they read the book but didn't read it it's just you like, can always tell when somebody hasn't read a book it's fine i have a lot of one stars on merciless because people saying that they read the first five pages and it's like and that's all they read and then they one start it because uh, it's, yeah just don't even star it. Like that, yeah. Just, yeah, just look, it. At look inside. Just look at the look inside. <laughs> exactly. All right. So Stevie, I'm gonna let you take reading questions because she basically we already know the info about the fifth question. So next question. I remember what your fifth question was. Um, what is the first book that ever made you cry? Oh, so probably the Bridge to Terabithia. Um, probably just because it's still one of my favorite books, but I don't remember doing it, but I do remember crying with, um, I never promised you a rose garden. I don't know if you guys have ever read that book. Um, but mental health is my, it's my everything. Like I will, I will die on that hill for mental health, um, like all day long. Yeah. And it's a story. I know it vibes. Yes. (laughs) Um, But it's a story she has um, schizophrenia Mm. and it's uh, like about her um, rehabilitation and getting back to the real world. And it's one of the things that her therapist tells her is I never promised you a rose garden. Um, Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's very, yeah. It's iconic. Yeah. And I read that in, I want to say high school. So, and I remember crying, reading that book and loving that book for what it was. And it was a very, it's a very harsh book to read. I'm going to read that shit just so I can get that tattooed on me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I never promised you a rose garden. Good. Yeah. And I don't remember who wrote it and I don't even have a copy of it in this house, which is a shame, but um, yeah, but that's the book. Yeah. Next question again, why I looked this up. Um, who are some of your favorite authors to read? There are so many. Oh my gosh. Um, I sh- you know, I should have prepared for this. And I sure, I like, I read through your questions and I was like, all of these are so, like, they're such good questions. Yeah. Um, somebody who um, I... I'm actually friends with now. Like it's always weird when you read an author and then you're friends with them. Yep. Like real people. <laughs> like, oh, you're a person. Uh, yeah. 
with that. Oh, you're a person. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like you're a real yeah. person. I thought I'm never was a man. Um, because I loved, um, Kane. Mm-hmm. I almost said Kanye because it's spelled <laughs> I, with the N and the Y. Like I, yeah. it took me a few chapters to realize that it's Kane. Not <laughs> <laughs> but she owned a trilogy. I love absolutely. And anything that she writes is exceptional. I absolutely love her work. Um, who I'm completely blanking right now. Like all of my friends' names are coming up in my head and I'm like, just blah, 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 like blurt them all out. Um, and I absolutely do love their writing, um, but I don't want to also play like favorites. So I'm trying to like go back to- Look at where I was an author. Instagram and her, hmm? friends, her friends are all amazing. Thank you. I'm going onto my, um, I'm going onto my, my library so I can scroll down. Speaking of like knowing that authors are people. So uh, one person that literally, okay. So when I started, I like reading thrillers and like horror and like people on this podcast know about it because I talk about it all the time. So romance didn't really kind of, I don't know, I guess it didn't really like hit until I read J.R. Ward's uh, Black Dagger Brotherhood series. I still haven't read it, and everyone tells me that I would love it. Ma'am. <laughs> that was the book, those were the books where I was like, oh, there's a world in romance, because I, I, I don't even know how to admit that I was such a snob with, like, classic literature. I was like, yeah, I read, like, Tess of the Duberville's by Thomas Hardy, you know, like, I was just <laughs> such a fucking snob, and so, I don't know, romance was just not my jam, and then I read those, and I was like, it's my jam now, because I was never into, like, Twilight, that was not really something I liked, and then I read those books, and I was like, oh, so I like dark shit, that's <laughs> what I like, that's what I've been missing, and when I started writing and I started becoming friends with other authors, and this person, when I first started reading her, she was, like, one of the reasons that I wanted her and Candy Steiner were one of the reasons that I wanted to um, like be an author. Not like I want, I've always wanted to be a writer, but I guess thought that I could do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've talked with Candy and it literally like, she makes me so nervous and I genuinely on the regular and friends with Saffron Kent. And that is just like mind blown to me because I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> Actually, too. They're both like the sweetest people ever. <laughs> so don't feel and like, they're literally like, like so kind and very genuine and like, yeah. Yeah, like Candy has like the happy aura. I don't know what co- color that is, but like she's just happy. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. An orange, like a sunset. I yeah. love Candy. And yeah. then Saffron is one of the kindest people I have ever met in my entire life. Like I love her and like she, we're like, fr- and I'm friends with her and I get to be like, I'm friends with her. And like in my head, that's like amazing. <laughs> I'd like she to point out that I booked both of them on the podcast without telling her. Yeah. <laughs> I literally <laughs> her with both yeah. of them. <laughs> I had a breakdown. All right. So have you thought, have I given you time to think about other authors? I brought it up. I brought it up so that I can say this unbiased. Okay. Um, J.M. Darhauer. Okay. Obviously. Um, Aletha Romig. Mm. Pepper Winners. Pepper Winners. Love. I have upstairs, somebody sent me um, her message. What is it? There's messages or it's thick as hell. Yeah. Uh, like- what is I forget what the exact title is, um, but she- I know what you're talking about. Yeah, she said that is that she actually, it's Tears of Tess that I um, mm-hmm. started with, with Pepper. So completely different vibe from this book, mm-hmm. but I am so looking forward to reading that book because she talked it up as the best from Pepper. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a, 
those are fighting words right there. <laughs> so I will read it. Um, so I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, and then Laurel and Page, Cherise Sinclair with Club Shadowland. Have you ever read? Mm-hmm. I have not. It's sexy. So I have like all different, like all of these are like totally different vibes. And yeah. I, I switch back and forth. Suzanne Wright, I binge read. I don't know. Binge read. It's uh, paranormal. Yeah. So I, I can go back and forth, but all romance. I'm like okay. addicted to romance. Um, my husband loves thrillers. I have thriller elements in my books, but I like, I just want to read a romance. Like, and, well, and I think I realized that people wrote books that were dark and twisty. Like I love Stephen King. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like the best of both worlds. Like I was reading fucking books about like serial killers yeah. people, and I'm like, I got issues. <laughs> but when I realized that people wrote books like stuff like that that included romance I was like this is a, this is world this is amazing I know right it's it's my so jam. Good. I love it and I've just Stevie is the uh, you're the fluff you're the fluffer you're the fluff person you like, <laughs> go ahead and tell her my favorite trope it's fine babies and like second chance romance and small time romance don't be wrong I love that but if anybody comes on this podcast and like yeah I need like dark romance recommendations I'm like how dark you want to go yeah. I've got a list your hard limits <laughs> what are your hard limits we need a contract because I can pretty dark like we're talking her locked in a basement or like where are we going so well, no yeah. wonder you like tequila rose all three of those tropes are boom 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 yeah literally my shit and her babies are just my jam they're like they're just stresses me out with her and the <laughs> Nikki ash is releasing a knocked up anthology she's of yeah. babies and i can't wait and that okay. cover is beautiful oh it's so pretty mm-hmm. speaking of cover okay i'm not gonna talk to myself anyways next question <laughs> do it <laughs> i have this cover that i want to show you because listen i'm showing it to everybody because i'm really proud of it it's not out yet but it's, it's not out yet but uh it's like a i really wanted so the next current book i'm working on right now is like an adult coming of age novel does that make sense it does got very like uh nobody dies in it let me clarify everybody it's a happily ever after it's a romance i swear to god but it's got very like john <laughs> grainy vibes or whatever and I wanted to do an illustrated cover, but graphic. Like I, I wanted people, but I didn't want it fully illustrated. So I wanted something different. And I got this watercolor image that I bought from this photographer. And it's like, show me. I'm a cover for one of my favorite covers that she has. Evie, you can ask the next question while I pull it up. Okay. Are you an e-reader or a physical copy or both? I'm both. I'm actually a laptop. I like to read on my laptop. I know that's super weird. She's just but like my phone like hurts my fingers to do. And like same thing with the paperbacks. Like it's but I could put my laptop on my lap and just click with my finger. And that's how I read with Evie. Um, like when she was itty bitty and on my chest, mm-hmm. I could easily with my laptop and I could write with my lap. Like I just I prefer to read on a laptop. So I guess technically it's e-reader. I've been favoring my iPad lately because the screen's bigger. <laughs> it's better for your eyes. I'm a, I think I would be both. I'm like a hybrid. Like if I, I read like a machine on the ebook, right? Especially romance. But mm-hmm. if I love the book and then the cover's banging, I'm like, yeah. Oh um, yeah. I mean the paperbacks, like my, I have them everywhere, um, but I don't read them. They're my special. Like they're my, the me do not touch these books can I borrow your books and I'm like no yeah (laughs) what it looks like hold up 
Oh, wait, no. Hold on, come into the, you got to be the big person. How do I get you to be the big person on here? Like, why is it doing like weird colors? I'm just going to send this shit to you on Instagram. That is so yeah, much easier. That. Okay. Um, and then we have one more reading question for you. Yes. What is, what's your last five-star read? Um, Sky Warren's um, private property. Oh, you see that it just it just launched she um is it called it's got to be called let me double check to make sure it's called private property mm-hmm. little love i hope that i did not <laughs> mess up her title <laughs> she literally just launched it too um and of course it's a cliffhanger and i told her that i would <gasps> yes it is private property um and i told her she has her puppy <laughs> i got all excited about the puppy um where are you there you are um, did you send it? I'm sending it now. Okay. So the full wrap or whatever has the wrong title, but that's just because like it was, but the actual ebook is the right title. So I sent them both because it's pretty. I'm obsessed with it. Gorgeous. Thanks. And it's different. So I was like, oh, I'm so excited for myself. It is, but I love, like, I think it's a really good mix too of the fonts with the image. Yeah. It's obviously a romance. Which yeah. Like sometimes you can miss with the illustrated and with the watercolor, but this is gorgeous. Yeah, I know. And it's got a hot guy on it. So everybody should be pleased. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So exactly. Obsessed. And I love how the guitar comes through the spine. Right. I love yeah. that. That's, I that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, so it's a rock star romance road trip thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. The car window at the bottom. But yeah, so that's basically it. Super I love it. I love it. Courage for fools. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. When is it launch? May the 20th. That's soon. Oh, It'll yeah. be here in like a blink of an eye. Like time is flying. <laughs> I am, March has flown by. I am just, I'm like almost halfway through the second draft portion of it. So like, that's like when it sucks because the first draft, <laughs> like you can like dump everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, why the fuck did I put this much information in chapter two? <laughs> like you have an issue. So that's literally where I'm at right now. Um, all right. So moving on to trope questions, which is our last segment and our favorite segment of this uh, podcast. Our thing. What is your favorite trope to write and why? Damage heroes, a million percent, partially because of the, the mental health. And I can really give like, I don't know why when I'm happy, I write really sad, fucked up books. It's <laughs> fine. I love yeah, it. Like, yeah, exactly. Like people are like, what, did something happen to you? No, it's just me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So I love, like, I really love also making a villain who you love. And having like that moral, morally gray area, but yep. you understand why it happened and you wish that it didn't happen and you don't agree with it happening, but you're still rooting for him and you understand why it happened. Like that is, that is my soft, sweet spot yeah. that I, I want to If you like that, you need to read the Shatter Me series. And I don't even want to try to pronounce her name because I will butcher it, <laughs> but I'll send you a link. I think it's called like Taha something. It's called Shatter Me and there's three books. It's a trilogy. She made it longer. Just read the three books. Okay. But it's uh, <laughs> a love triangle and she ends up with the villain and his name is Warner. And so it's like, perf. We love it. We're here for it. Yeah. But yeah, I recommend that book to anybody that likes loving the villain. Cause I was like, yep, that's him. I love him. I love to hate men. 
same, 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 same. All right. I, mean, I was the same way with what was it? SEC and Saltless. Everybody was team like, why would you do this? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm here for Cal and Kyle. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, next question, Stevie. What's one trope you would eventually like to write that you haven't written? That one, and then I think your next question about is there anything that you wouldn't write? So fantasy is something that, I, that's not really a trope. That's more of a subgenre. Um, I have not written step anything, but I have this idea for like this, the stepbrother type thing that happens with, it's an idea that I'm playing with, but it's not fully developed, but it's really hot and sexy. And step is usually not my trope at all, like, or any type of, anything like that but I could see myself writing this story it just needs to develop a little more so because I think I've hit on a lot of other tropes yeah Um, but that one I have not written a single book so sign me up (laughs) sign me up it's like legal version of flowers of the in the attic Yes, (laughs) and I don't even give a crap. I love that book. I don't even care. I don't even care. I love the movie. It was good. Anyways, okay. What is one trope you'll never write? Like ever, you'll never touch it. This one, I was like, I don't know. Um, I because it has very many limits. (laughs) You know what the most common one is, and it makes there's two common answers. What is that? Bully romance and paranormal romance. No, I'm. I'm cool with it. <laughs> I'm like, me too. I was like, damn, me too. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm like, there's nothing really that, I mean, I could even see ever. It's kind of like, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey, Carte Blanche. Like, I will sign that contract. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, I remember reading Jade West's Dirty Bad Wrong. Mm-hmm. And it has some, I want to say, I think Dirty Bad Wrong was the first one. And I re- remember reading scenes thinking what the hell did I just read and why am I so horny (laughs) (laughs) nothing that I would ever choose to read I would ever do in real life Mm -hmm. um but she wrote it in a way that I was just like yeah I I'm on board with this I understand why this happens and this was supposed to happen I was meant to experience this it's real so and yeah so I don't I I don't think I have very many hard limits um in terms of so willow winters is not vanilla is what she no, said yeah not <laughs> i have actually written a fade to black it was only a little short it was for that australia anthology that sky put together i yeah i whipped it up really fast and there wasn't any um sexy times in it i didn't have time to put it in so i have actually also written a fade to black and if i hadn't have done that just simply out of time um i probably would have said that was my heart <laughs> <laughs> okay so sadly we have come to the end of our podcast which sucks but this has been super fun and stevie's gonna take our last question and then we will bid you a goodbye if you were in a book what trope would you want for your story (laughs) i would want to be written by willow winters and not w winters first of all (laughs) (laughs) um and it would be probably i my immediate thought was second chance um because then you get like the flashbacks with like the ooey gooey feelings and then you get the oh, present yeah. with the ooey gooey feelings so I would say, yeah yeah or yeah. loved oh no reverse harem that's what my answer should have been yes. <laughs> i have not gotten 
gonna tell you right now that's mine all day every day that is yeah, mine. If, I, if i'm gonna get to be in a story like why not do that <laughs> i want a reverse harem and i want it written by jr ward period. there you go <laughs> i want to be like i want to be i want a vampire mate like eight of them i want all of them. the faded mates i really love faded mates bro i'm telling you you'll love you'll love the act you know, the quarter thousand uh, court of thorns and roses series and you'll love throne of glass because they all have mates and like the storylines kind of listen i'm getting i'm getting off topic yeah okay. <laughs> so, um yeah you'll love it it is faded mates but yeah i think mine would be reverse harm too and stevie are you gonna be is your second chance is yours about no yours is billion, billionaire billionaire, billionaire. or yeah. Pro, yeah, lovers too probably very smart like a billionaire enemies lovers like you hate yeah. your boss yeah <laughs> yeah i'm here yeah. for it like he can love it me everything yeah <laughs> however that is the end of our podcast sadly but thank you so much for joining us like really we appreciate it it's been so much fun talking to you and thank like getting you for having me this is a blast i loved it but, i feel like i got like mommy time or <laughs> let me have my moment yeah for real like give me a second yeah so we usually leave this part open if you like have anything going on that you want to tell anybody about like a i don't know a sale or a book or something of that nature i have, you're right now I have a lot of free books i have um Merciless, A Single Glance, and Hard to Love are all free right now, which is very weird for me. Um, but like people keep downloading it. So I'm like, I'll just leave it free. <laughs> for free. Yeah. Everybody go grab that. But thank you so much for having us and have a good night. Thank you. You too.